to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Hey there, Hacking Your Health listeners. I uh, just want to say a special thanks to everybody that is listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying what we're doing, please share us. We're all over at We Hack Health on Twitter, Discord, Instagram, you name it, uh, pretty much everywhere. But uh, your support, your sharing of your experiences, this community is what drives us, what drives this podcast, and what allows us to be able to do this every single week for you. Uh, so if you're enjoying what we're doing, please uh, share us out there. The more people we have to impact, the more people we have to help, that's our mission, that's our goal, and that's the whole thing about hacking your health. Thanks, everybody. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast, episode 80. What a time to be alive, eh? Episode 80. Look at that. It feels like uh, we just started this yesterday. Not really, but... I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's going on with you? How's your week? Been going good. It's been so busy. Um, you know, it's it's one of those you know weeks where you're like struggling to find time to actually get training in, and uh, that's doesn't that's, sound like you. It doesn't, right? And and I normally have you know very specific you know time set, but because of how everything's kind of fallen in line, and just you know my my singing uh, Orange Theory person and everything else, um, you know it's uh, it's been a little bit. We need to give everybody an update. On that because that, yeah, that was that was pretty much what the entire podcast was about last week. So so what's yeah. the update? So you know, uh, m- Monday I went to a different uh, studio, which you know ends up being around the exact same amount of time to drive to one to the other. You know, but the issue is, is like I've you know I really like the trainers that are there. I like the staff. I'm comfortable with the people that I you know there was. So I kind of have like my own area. So switching kind of sucks, and this is a whole different area, different experience. So it's like. I would say that they're, what you mean is they're used to you and what you need is probably, right. is probably more right. of the case. Yeah, but I mean, like you get routine, right? Like you go and you hang a left here, you do this. Thing. You know, everything's all about routine, especially when it comes to consistency in your in your fitness training, right? And so when you change that and you make it different, it, it changes the whole experience, right? And I had a good time there. And actually, I will admit there was somebody there that was faster than me. Um, and the dude so was you're not going fast. Back. No, that's not the reason. That is the reason. That is, yeah, hundred percent. I'm not going back. Cause the, the guy was fast. I've never seen anything like this. The guy, you know, I was at like 3.6 miles. The guy was at like 4.1 miles and I was, he was just cruising at like 12 miles an hour the entire time for like 23 minutes. I was like, Oh my God, like, that's crazy. And you know, like rail dude, you know, like chicken legs, but that's totally fine. You know, like, so I'll, I'll take, I'll take the blend where I'm strong and fast, but, uh, I can't quite do the 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 that that well, type of stuff. I think, I think what you're trying to say is he he's built for running. He's built for running, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and and it's totally cool. That, that's his objective, and that's totally totally fine. And uh, he did great, and he kicked my ass. So it was you know it was a little bit of a humbling experience. It's like oh shit, there's somebody here that actually is actually beating me, and I was trying to. I was I was hauling ass, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. But um, no, but you know, so what I ended up coming to the conclusion, I went to uh, Orange here, my normal place uh, today. And for those that, that didn't listen to last week's podcast, um, there's a, a new trainer at uh, my Orange Theory that um, he's a great guy, like him a lot, uh, but he sings at the top of his lungs um, every single song, and it's just like the most distracting thing ever. And I and I actually started like kind of like analyzing why it bothers me so much, and I think it's a it's a it's an uncomfortable thing where you have people like doing something in public that isn't necessarily normal, maybe, um, and that kind of like throws me off. So like I wouldn't just randomly sing in public. First of all. You don't want me randomly singing at all, ever. But second, you know, uh, you know, I think if I were to do that, I would have like, a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a fear of that type of thing. So maybe it just, you know, spawns something. Anyways, I just don't like it. So um, I, I think I got a good, good game plan now, which is I'm going to do my push day. Well, push days were on Mondays, so I do hit and push, um, and um, so I'm going to do Orange Theory in the afternoon now. Push days in the morning. What's I actually prefer because I can give more energy in the morning to push and then, you know, do my cardio, um, in the afternoon. So I think it's a good, good balance, but it's been a good week. I did get all my training in, you know, um, I did a, a late night lift. Uh, what was it? 
think it was Tuesday. I did a late night lift. No, it was, oh, so today's Wednesday. So it was Monday. I did a late night lift because um, I was I was busy all day at work. Uh, Tuesday, got home from an all day meeting that was basically sitting the entire day, um, and I uh, got home and got my lift right in. It was a solid lift. Although I will say I I took uh, so Redcon One came out with a new pre workout, and um, it's called uh, 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 Total War Black Ops. And uh, you know, listen, I'm a high. It sounds badass, right? It is the most intense high stim uh, one that I've ever tried, and I will never try it again. Like it jacked me up so bad. Like in digestive tracts, I was in the bathroom like thirty times. I was sweating profusely. I thought I might die. So you know, I'm like, I'm like, I can handle three to four hundred, you know, milligrams of caffeine without issue. Whatever's in that was was like liquid cocaine or something. It was it was insane. So I was. It was intense. So I, I, I did a great workout, but like after my, like I started off with, uh, with back squats and my second, um, you know, uh, uh, loading set that I was, I was doing, um, I, uh, I was like dripping in sweat by then. And I, and it usually doesn't happen until like halfway through the workout, man, I was drenched, like sweat everywhere. I was profusely sweating every, everywhere you possibly imagine. Um, so I will not be taking that pre-workout ever again. Uh, and I, so I have, Three extra bottles. So obviously, I'll ship you. I'll ship you some if you want it. Because uh, I'm actually on the be... on the website right now. And I don't know whether it's a positive or a negative, but they don't have it in the UK on the UK website at all. It's probably banned internationally. And, it probably is. It probably is. Yeah. Uh, How about you? How you doing, man? Uh, well, number one, my legs are sore. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you work out with Helmy. So it's, uh, it's to be expected. You know it's what? funny because so, you sent you sent me a text message. You're like, I'm currently <laughs> going to do legs day with Helmy, and, and I instantly think Ben is going to be complaining about legs for the next four days. So <laughs> <laughs> correct, absolutely correct. Do you know what? I feel like Helmy's the sort of person, like obviously a good friend of mine, but not somebody that like I feel like I talk to all the time. And then every so often, like we'll chat quite a lot, and he's like, you know, I come down to the gym, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, we know what this, mean. like, know what this yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, what's your training like? And I was like, on free and Tuesday. And he was like, leg day. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, long story short, we went down um, and trained legs. And do you know what? It was two two things I will say. Number one, it was good to catch up with him. Um, to update on Helmy for anybody who's concerned, because uh, we all know he's a big boy. Uh, let me get my calculator out so I can tell you in, in pounds for your understanding. So he is currently 108 kilos, which is 237 pounds. Bear in mind, he's still relatively lean. And his goal at the minute is to get to 115 pounds, which is 250, no, 115 kilos, which is 253 pounds. Oh so he's gosh. eating like six and a half thousand calories per day. And I was, I was chatting to um, Luke about it last night because he asked me how many grand or how many calories worth is is cocoa pops. And I was like, absolutely none. So Helmy's diet of three thousand six thousand five hundred calories consists of pretty much just chicken, potatoes, rice, tuna, prawns, more rice, some granola, Greek yogurt, more rice, and that is it. That is all he eats. Like that, like maybe six oh or seven gosh. different foods. Um, but yes, it was good to train. It was good to catch up and just really see what was going on with him. Um, and I think I'm going to try and schedule at least one, if not two. I don't even know why I'm doing it myself, but one, if not two training sessions with him per week. I think we sort of worked out logistically yeah. that we could probably get in like in line. So leg day every Tuesday, we could probably fit in and then potentially an upper body day. You know, I find, Wednesday, I find that not, uh, working out with friends or doing something different uh, motivates you differently, I yeah. think, in a lot of ways. So, I mean, I think it's definitely a good thing to go with a partner or go with a, you know, a friend that, you know, especially, especially somebody as big as big boys. Yeah. Boy yeah. so. <laughs> but even like, you'll, you'll know from being there, there's no, like, he will not let you away with anything, yeah. which is good sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you'll know yeah. yourself sometimes whenever you're saying you to get 13 reps at something and you get to 15, like that's good. Like how many will tell you, you will just do more. So it's good to have that, that sort of push. Same, um, same with you, by the way, too. Like I know what I'm doing. I'm like, Oh, I'm good. And then you're like three more. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like seriously, and then and I do three more. You know, it's it's you know that 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 additional motivation or like, hey, you got more, you know, reserve. You know, you could do it. So pushing yourself harder, I think, definitely makes a big difference. Yeah, so I'm going to try and get him. Well, I'm definitely going to do at least legs. So you'll probably hear me complain 
I would say <laughs> 75 once a week of the time <laughs> for, for having sore legs. Um, and then we'll try and get an upper body session in as well, but it was good. Um, I'm going to come, I'm going to go down tomorrow and record some content just for like setup videos that have been requested within the client group for the mainframe and stuff like that. So all is good on that front. It was good. Like I said, to catch up with how many, my legs are sore. Like I can feel hamstrings not in a good place, but aside from that, I've got absolutely zero complaints. Things are good on this end. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, Jeff Nippard, who we've you know spoken about on this podcast before, um, big fan of of his videos. You know, does a lot of the breakdown of uh, science, nutrition, and you know applying those concepts uh, to um, you know weightlifting and weight training. If you haven't checked him out, good good um, uh, channel to watch on YouTube. Uh, he just released one recently uh, for for it was a, a legs day program, and uh, it was for free. And it, he went through you know form techniques and rep ranges. And he, what was really cool that I liked about it was it was flexible to if your goals were strength or hypertrophy. Um, so strength or i.e. muscle size or mass. And, you know, we've talked about this concept before, but if you want to train for strength, you need to lift heavy. You need to lift very heavy. You know, you need to be in the eight, you know, 70 to, to 90% rep range, you know, a one rep max uh, range and, and uh, put your body under some extreme tension for strength in order to, you know, hit those, those fast switch fibers that allow you to increase muscle strength. Now, hypertrophy is different. You know, that's more on the volume side of the house where you're doing more volume uh, and kind of exhausting your muscles, which is where you get the muscle size, not necessarily strength. So, you you know, you'll see these folks that are just absolutely jacked, but, you know, they may only be able to do, you know, a four or 500 pound deadlift. So, deadlift. So, so still strong, but not like, you know, strong if you're training to be strong. There's, there's a difference between training to be strong and just being, you know, average strong and, and looking big and strong, right? And um, what I like about Nippert's programs, he's more he's more of a, a power builder. So he focuses on strength and uh, the hypertrophy aspects of things. But his program was really neat because, you know, it blended both of those, which is the, the power building side. Right. And, and give you options if you just want to do more bodybuilding or more strength uh, or a mixture of both. And um, and what was interesting is as I was going through that, I was also looking at um, there's a new podcast that I've been listening to. Um, as of late and, uh, not to, you know, tell people about other podcasts cause we're only, you know, we're obviously the only one that you, is it, is ever... it Huberman Labs podcast? No, <laughs> no, it's called, it's called the mind pump podcast. And, um, you know, the guys over there, what I like about some of the things that they do is they also break down some of the, the science studies as well, um, around physical training. So very similar to like a nipper type of, of thing. One of the, the interesting tidbits that I learned from them is they, um, a recent study came out around the difference between doing. Uh, leg curls laying down. So, you know, laying down in your stomach and then having a leg curl machine that you, you know, you kick back or you're using bands, those types of things. Or if, if sitting uh, and doing leg curls had uh, a more benefit on muscle hypertrophy, growth or strength. And what was interesting is they did a study on that uh, on laying down versus uh, sitting up and the sitting up motion actually had a 54% increase in muscle strength and hypertrophy just by sitting up versus laying down. So, so you gain more muscle and strength by doing leg curls sitting up than you do lying down. So if your focus is getting as much gains as possible, you want to be doing leg curls sitting up, right? Now, interesting enough, I prefer laying down, um, you know, as a method. I feel, I feel I get a better uh, uh, contraction of the muscle. I feel like I'm more controlled. Uh, so that was surprising to me. But, you know, they did a lot of randomized studies, uh, controlled studies on those and, uh we're able to see a massive difference between sitting down and, and standing up. I think when it's to why that happens, um, it basically is how it's, it's contracting your muscle. You're basically taking the strain off of um, your entire leg and focusing specifically on those individualized muscle groups. And so you're not able to use other muscles to kind of engage to go and do it. So you're putting more of the strain on the muscle itself. Yeah. I mean, to me, it makes sense because if you're if you're sat in a machine, generally the majority of the machines will have some sort of pad that sits on your quads, so you're like yeah. super locked in. So essentially, your hamstrings are the only part of your body that can do your work. Yeah. Versus if you're lying, there's a lot of a lot more movement in it, and you'll probably find. And I've done it many times myself. Like whenever you get to that, whenever you start to struggle and you get to that fully contracted position, like your glutes will start to lift, so you'll start to pull from that. So it can't come from other places. But I would say. Yeah. If you really want to get jacked hamstrings, just go to Helmy's gym and train him. <laughs> you have to do both. So we started, we started with land like land hamstring curls, and we finished with seated single leg hamstring curls. Oh, um, that sounds horrible. Yeah, so that's why my hamstrings feel the way I'm actually feeling them right now. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense because I was going to yeah. ask why, but now they said that it does make a lot more sense. Is that you can isolate the muscle a lot more. 
Yeah. And, you know, those types of exercises are great. I did, uh, I did his program yesterday just to kind of try it out. And, um, you know, it was, you know, I, I didn't feel like there was enough volume. I'm used to doing a lot more volume. So that was interesting. So I, I definitely tacked on uh, more leg extensions and some other things. You did, you the did the workout twice? I pretty much did the workout twice. <laughs> but um, but at, at the same time, you know, the, the concepts that they use, which I, I really like, and, and I, I get in my own head sometimes, I think, when I'm lifting, which is, you know, uh, to do, you know, more isn't always better in every case of what you're doing. And, and focusing more on form and focusing more on, you know, hitting that three to five rep range, especially if you're looking for strength and not getting into the seven or eight to 10 to 12, you know, rep range for strength specifically. And then your supplemental, you know, workout routines, getting into the 10 to 12 or 10 to 15 rep range for, for uh, muscle size and fatigue for, for the size. So, you know, it was a good breakdown of it. Um, you know, it just give me a little bit of a different, you know, extension, you know, thing to do, but I'll go back, be going back to my normal routine that I, I enjoy. I think it, you know, I do definitely more, do more volume and definitely do more, more uh, strength as part of it. Yeah, but it's good to sort of try out, and obviously we listen to these things to try and improve the things that we do. So if you if you pick up a tip from it, you want to validate. Like, it, it makes a lot of sense rather than just listening to the stuff and be like, "All right, okay, cool concept. What's next?" Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually just clicked, and I, I recognize one of the guys. So I, I think I've definitely seen that Saldi Stefano guy on another podcast before. So I'll check it out. Yep, it was good. Yeah, uh, it has some good information. I just see little you know YouTube shorts here and there uh, from them. I follow their channel, and then they have a podcast. I, I tried listening to the podcast. I, I think it's just like way too long. So I kind of space out on some of the stuff. So, you know, but the YouTube shorts that I get at the beginning um, has some good, good data in it that kind of summarizes them out and then kind of puts in the highlights, which I like. Um, so kind of the cliff notes um, side of it. it. Gives you the best bits of it. Right. You listen right. To the whole so, like two hour podcast in seven right. minutes. Right. Well, I mean, there, some of them are like <laughs> intensely long, you know, so, but it's, you know, like there's, there's, you know, usually two hours, some of them are like 46 minutes, some of them are like three hours, you know, um, but anyways, you know, again, good stuff. So thought, thought I'd share that. Uh, well, last thing I'll say, um, is that I'm very happy with, with progress. So it's interesting, you know, up calories. I definitely slacked on my calorie counting, uh, a week ago while I was traveling and did not, uh, properly record back on the train again. Uh, um, you got told off. I did tell you. I did. You did. You did. I appreciate that. That's why, that's why we're, that's why we're here. Um, but uh, back on track with that. And what's interesting is, you know, I feel like I'm eating more now than I was when I wasn't tracking. And I'm down to 225 again. So, like, I was up to, like, 228, 229. And I'm down to 225. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, like, like I don't understand. Eat more, lose more. Don't get it. Um, but it's fine. Um, but I have no quantitative or, you know, qualitative, you know, information to be able to, to, to represent that. Because I probably was eating more calories. just didn't recognize it. But... Um, you know, definitely still lean, uh, definitely getting stronger, uh, which is the whole intent, right? Increase calories, you know, slightly, uh, being a surplus and continue to put on muscle mass and maybe a little bit of byproduct of that, but ultimately staying, staying lean as we go through, which has been good. So I'm really and happy. I with can the tell by the photos. Week. Number one, like spoiler alert, like I don't get to look at your check-in photos when I open your check and I get them <laughs> the day before, but I can definitely tell like we're not at the stage we're adding any unwanted fat tissue at the minute. And for anybody it's, who it's is following the... Yeah, so I'll I'll send Ben. It's like when I have like like okay, so we have, we have to take weekly check in photos, uh, you know, as part of this, and um, you know, like I I literally you know try to get like the best pose that I possibly can, but it's consistent. It's got to be, you know, I do it the same time, same time of the week, you know, uh, you know, in the morning after Orange Theory, and I try to get you know the same type of lighting, everything else, so you can see the consistency across, you know, you know the abs and you know the muscles and everything else that's going on. And, uh, you know, so when I get a really good photo, you know, and I'll take like 15 photos and try to pick the best one out of 15, um, you know, I, I, like this one today was just off the hook. I was like, I got to send this to Ben right ahead of time. Like, and I've done that a few times, but this one was, yeah. I was just like, oh, I got to send you this one. Look at this. Look at this. Look at <laughs> That's good. That's what, like, we yeah. want you to be excited yeah. about your progress for this because it's something that, that people sort of shy away from and don't like, but it's obviously part of the process. Um, we have to get actually, I wonder how we could do it. We could set up. Somebody help me, everybody help me to take you through like some bodybuilder poses to get like the proper poses for each check-in photos. So it's funny you mentioned that because I, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing when it comes to posing at all. And me I'm either. like, I'm like, yeah, I have no clue. So what, what, what are you talking about? You do like all the photo shoots and stuff. But no, I'm no, like, no, 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 no,
so i like, think a good almost like guest, opposing things getting getting helmy to come on um uh not the podcast but to do a video for you on okay, posing yeah, yeah, techniques yeah. would be awesome for for yeah. for the uh for the mainframe mm-hmm. that'd be a good one yeah i go I'll, i can do it in the morning because i'll be down there in the morning yeah um but yes for anybody who's been following along about my weight journey from the past three weeks so whenever i got back from whenever i left this is so funny by the way whenever, whenever i left to america i was 209 210 pounds whenever i got back i was 221 everybody will be glad to know on monday i was back down to 209 so i lost like 11 or 12 pounds last week and it has sort of stabilized i have set a target let me just do my conversion here because i can't talk in kilos um before i start my sort of travel up again i've got an event matt's uh day is on the 10th of march so the goal is to get to 200 pounds that'll be the end of the mini cut which would be like 20 pounds 22 21 22 pounds in like three and a half weeks and then begin to creep calories back up again for our adventure in colorado so anyway today we want to talk about lessons that we have learned mistakes that we have made bad advice that we have been given along the way um again this sort of actually came off the back of the conversation that i had with luke last night he was talking to me about something about raw vegetables and i went into a whole conversation about how a coach told me before that i had to eat all my vegetables raw and what a shit show that was for about 68 months of my life and um, so i thought it would be good to sort of share things the number one show that i haven't always done things the way that i do them now um, yeah. and i have <laughs> i have thankfully made those mistakes and i do not pass that information off to anybody else <laughs> But I just think it's interesting to sort of see, I'd be interested to see like things that you have done and been told and tried and things that don't work or haven't worked over the years. Obviously, I know quite a lot of them, but I think if we format them into to one episode, I think it'd be beneficial for people. So just, I'll start because the one about the raw veg was insane. So essentially, whenever I, whenever I was training initially, since I went to the biggest guy in the gym, he was a WBFF pro bodybuilder and I was not the biggest guy in the gym, let's say. Uh, so I sat down with him and just asked him about training and whatever else. And he got into like a super specific meal plan, like to the point we were having conversations about recipes for every single meal. And I was like, this is way beyond what I need to do. But anyway, long story short, he always recommended that I ate my vegetables raw. And obviously me coming to this guy for advice was like okay i mean if you tell me who so you picture whenever i was doing my meal prep i was like grating sweet potato and like grating broccoli and every every meal that i had had like 200 250 grams of raw vegetables so it took me like 60 minutes to eat i don't know if you've ever tried to eat raw broccoli but i definitely definitely would not recommend doing that he was like just put a bit of like balsamic vinerka and soy on it'll be fine and i'm like sitting with a tupperware like the biggest Tupperware that I could find with like one small chicken breast in it and all this like grated up tiny raw veg. I would not recommend. Good jaw pump by the end of it though. <laughs> I think um, that, that by the way, eating raw vegetables, I mean, aside from like tomatoes or maybe celery, stuff like that. Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge fan. Like broccoli's okay raw, but I won't eat like a ton of it. You throw it in like some really delicious fattening, you know, ranch dressing, you know, not that fat free light stuff. It's got to be like the, proper stuff. you know, proper stuff. You know, that's, that's not bad, but um, no, I think, uh, I, I think one of the, you know, I think there's, there's a difference between things that I was taught prior to training and things that I've learned as I've done things properly um, that I've had to tweak because of my body or, or who I am or, or what I do. Right. Um, so I think there's, there's a difference between those. Like, you know, someone will say, you know, oh, well, drinking a glass, you know, a, a glass of alcohol or a glass of wine a day is healthy for you. Whereas all the studies clearly show that that is not the case. It was, there was like an old study back in like 2008 done. And, um, you know, it wasn't a controlled study. It was all over the place. The data has since been like completely thrown out the window. And there's been like 500 additional supplemental studies that show any type of alcohol whatsoever is terrible for you from a cancer perspective, you know, uh, longevity impact, it, you know, it hits you you know, uh, recovery and everything else, muscle hypertrophy and growth. So, you know, if you're drinking alcohol, cool. And I'm not, not going to judge you on it, but it, it's not the greatest thing for you. And uh, the, the the stipulation that uh, just having one glass a day is actually healthy for you is not accurate in any way, shape or form. So that was well, one of it, the myths that uh, got busted for me. Two things. Number one, the you need to 
sort of, I guess, delve a bit deeper into who ran these studies. Do you know what I mean? Was it right. backed by an alcohol company that would have benefited from, from right. drinking alcohol? And the second thing is, I often find that like people will try and find something to justify their behavior. So if it's somebody who likes having a glass of wine every day, they'd be like, oh, but this study, this one study that I read from 1979 that they have fucking printed on their wall because it proves yeah. that they can have... They'll sort of try and like hone in on that. No, this is the way instead of like actually keeping up to date with. Because I mean, even like the amount of things and studies that come out in data that has changed in the past 80 episodes that we've done, like there are a lot of things that have been defunct, let's say. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I think that's what, you know, what I think the coolest part about doing this podcast, but also listening to like human labs and other places is that, you know, the, while, Today, we believe certain things are one way. We learn that maybe it's not that same way down the road, especially as new studies come out, we learn more about our bodies. And that's, I think the cool part is, you know, the, the things that we do time and time again is going to work. Consistency, you know, discipline that we talk about, going to the gym, you know, strength versus hypertrophy or muscle growth. You know, these are all various things that, that are constants that we know work, right? But how do you maximize that or how do you do things differently. Like the study today on the, you know, increasing, you know, 50 plus percentage percentage points on, you know, hamstring, uh, you know, curls, leg curls. Uh, that's a, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. 54% increase is a huge difference versus, you know, doing things a different way. So just making that minor modification, you get, you know, some, some pretty substantial gains in that. So I think, you know, the cool part about the, the podcast so far is that, you know, we're always learning these new things as it comes along and through trial and error, you learn different ways that you're doing things, maybe not, not correct. And, you know, for me, um, you know, looking back at, at when I first started versus now it's, it's been interesting because I've had to curtail a lot of my, uh, training around some of the, you know, reoccurring ailments that I have most specifically around my back. And, you know, I didn't really realize that my back was as much of a problem as it was until it progressively started to continue to get worse. And, you know, my mindset is consistency, consistency, consistency. So when I have a back ailment and I can't be consistent, well, I say I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to push through that back ailment, right? Uh, which is not this is the right. Not what not to do. Do not. This do is that. not what not to do, right? Um, <laughs> and, and, and if you actually look at a lot of uh, professional bodybuilders or people powerlifters, you know, you can see this consistent theme. Um, Ronnie Coleman's a great example. You look at why he had so many major issues for one, obviously the guy was just incredible, incredibly strong and a bodybuilder. I mean, probably the most amazing genetic specimen I think that we've ever seen um, in that type of field. I mean, most bodybuilders are not strong like Ronnie Coleman, but Ronnie was probably the strongest we've ever seen. And, you know, physically had won, you know, Mr. Universe, you know, several times, you know, from a bodybuilding perspective. So our Mr. Um, Olympia. Uh, Mr. Olympia. There we go. Uh, Mr. Olympia. So times, you know, I think he won. insane, insane. But you know, what was interesting when you talk about how he actually got his injury, it started from back pain that he's like, screw this. I'm just going to keep going. And then eventually, you know, because he didn't listen to his body um, really caused some major damage down the road. And I think that's a good, good Testament here is that, you know, there's, there's a difference between, um, uh, like annoying pain and actual pain. Um, there's, I was actually listening to, I think it was a, a Dr. Atia podcast on the drive. And he was saying that uh, our backs are actually overly sensitive and that a lot of the back pain that we experience actually isn't a problem uh, because we have so many nerve receptors and things that kind of like cross pass. And, you know, obviously our spine is connected to that. So a very sensitive area. So it's kind of like overly sensitive to anything that's out there. And if you actually get down to seeing how the back works, a lot of the times, you know, our, our uh, aching back pain isn't necessarily a major problem. And it's just, you know, something that isn't necessarily broken, but obviously you want to get the swelling down and things like that. That's not going to cause long-term damage. But for me, you know, my, my lower left back um, has always been a problematic area and I'd always push through and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. So finally, you know, I, I decided to address it. And one, you know, a couple ways of doing that. Uh, one was definitely uh, through form and technique, uh, making sure that I was doing the proper lifts but also adjusting um, how how I am as a person. So I'm, I'm tall, I'm six foot four. So conventional deadlifts for me are very taxing on my lower back and my spinal erectors. 
And so moving to something like a sumo or a trap bar was a lot better for me, maintaining neutral grip, removing, alleviating some of the lower back uh, uh, components of that. And with sumo, you know, you have the ability to stay upright a lot more than you do traditional or conventional because you're not having to bend all the way down as you do it. And then, you know, incorporating things like wagon wheels or, you know, block pulls um, to, you know, keep you elevated so that you're not putting all of that weight on your lower back. That was an absolute game changer for me um, that I could work around it. And to be, you know, be perfectly honest, I haven't had, you know, a back issue in over a year uh, because I've been able to make in course correct based off of issues that I have, you know, in my body that, you know, either I have to go to surgery to fix, which I don't want to do, or I can just work around it and strengthen those muscles at the same time and do things properly and, you know, be fine lifting and still continue to lift, you know, heavy weights and things that I want to accomplish. Yeah. It's those small things that are part of the reason why I enjoy the form check videos so much because it can be the smallest thing or just change the height of something or even a different internal cue or something that can totally, totally transform uh, the movement as a whole. I'm just going to segue here um, to talk a little bit more about Ronnie Coleman because I pulled up some of his stats and holy shit. Uh, number yeah, one, I don't crazy. know if you've ever ever seen any photos of him when he still worked as a policeman, as a police officer. So he, I think even still like two or three years after being Mr. Olympia, like he still worked as a police officer. But anyway, famous lifts, 800 pound deadlift, 800 pound squat, 500 pound bench press, dumbbell bench press, 200 pounds, military press, 315 pounds. Absolutely. Military press, yeah. 315 pounds for crying out loud. <laughs> leg, leg press, 2,400 pounds. <laughs> Eight reps. What the fuck? Oh my God. It's crazy. Military press, crazy. actually, just to go back to that one, 315 pounds for 12 reps. So not just like one. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, total side note. Yeah, crazy. Absolute insane. Just like, like you said, absolutely insane genetic freak but very funny seeing him whenever he's like in his police officer uniform and honestly if he had a stop made have been like yep take me whatever you, whatever you need um yeah another piece Seriously. of <laughs> another piece of awful advice that i got actually from the same person that got me to eat the raw vegetables was uh for breakfast i used to have to eat eat whole but well, number one i would like to sort of take a minute to say being on such a strict meal plan was not what I needed by any stretch of imagination. So anybody who feels like they need a meal plan, uh, I would advise against it because you'll end up hitting the list of 10 to 12 or however many foods is on that, regardless of if you're the sort of person who you eat the same thing day in and day out, like it just becomes absolutely not this. But anyway, that aside, my breakfast, and I think I've mentioned this before, my breakfast was eight whole eggs and one whole avocado every morning. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've ever tried to eat, eat eggs, but like it took me a while to think to to get through what was the most palatable way to do it. So it was a boiled eggs, scrambled eggs, fried eggs, whatever else. I would say that probably boiled eggs was the one, but yeah, eat, eating eight eggs every morning and an avocado is way too much. Way too much. Well, first of all, avocados are terrible. Yeah. Uh, but second, um, there's a lot of eggs. You know, it's interesting. You know, you, I, I always That's hear. Like, about, I would say it's probably about. I don't know, 12, 1300 calories. Just got to be that one yeah. meal alone. It's interesting. I, you know, I always hear, you know, about, you know, like bodybuilders and weightlifters and stuff like that. They're like, oh man, I consume like all these eggs and, you know, these big cartons of eggs and things like that. I mean, I rarely eat eggs ever, like ever. Like, I, I mean, I'll have it for like, an, you know, if I go out to like a nice restaurant or something like that for breakfast or whatever, like first watch, you know, we go, we go grab, grab some eggs. But, you know, for the, for the most part, I am rarely ever um, eating eggs. I just, I just, it's just not a normal thing for me to just to pound eight eggs in the morning, you know. It's not normally a normal my, thing for anybody to eat eight eggs, but I am right. a fan of eating eggs. That eggs are great. And, and duck eggs are actually even better, to be honest with you. I like duck eggs better than I like uh, regular eggs. My, my but buddy Chris, eat, uh, eight of them. Though? No, they're big and they're they're really filling. Um, you know the uh, the the yolk part of it is just like you know really massive, and uh, the whole egg is is massive. But my my one of my uh, friends that lives near me. Uh, has ducks and he sends me over duck eggs all the time. And it's crazy because like you can keep them, you know, out, not in the refrigerator, as long as you don't wash them for like months, they last and they're good for months, which is crazy. Um, and we so, don't, but they're, have they're to, delicious. that's an American thing. Keeping your eggs in it. You have to keep your eggs in the refrigerator. We don't have to do that over here. You don't have to do it over here. No, nope. really? Yeah. You don't put eggs in the refrigerator. Oh, well, you can, but it's not an necessity. Are they, are they white? No. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't want to understand why we do white. It's funny because Aaron, <laughs> 
Aaron, my wife, will not. Uh, she's like, keep those things completely separate from all my other eggs. It's not white. I can't handle it because the eggs aren't white, white colored. Because like, she's so used to eggs not naturally being white, but you're not, nat- you know, but you know, being bleached white basically, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it looks more appeasing, I guess, or something. It's the same thing for like you know American cheese. You know, American cheese should be white cheese, but it's dyed, you know, orange. <laughs> Because that's what America, I guess, does is they dye it orange so that it's American cheese, you know, but, you know, it's just the weird things like it, it but it, it, it works because like when I see white cheese, I'm like, oh, that's not American cheese. I just go right to the orange one. That's American cheese. So, you know, whatever. I mean, no, it's I like how I guess we're raised or whatever. Not eating the American right. cheese. White eggs and, and, and orange cheese, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I, I do like duck eggs uh, and I will have those occasionally when, when Chris brings them over, which is awesome. So he's got a bunch of ducks. I challenge you to eat it one day. That'd be probably an entire calorie. I'll try. Go. Let's go. Yeah. All day. No worries. Yeah. So that was another piece of advice that uh, I would not recommend doing. As I look yeah. back on it, I probably shouldn't have listened to a lot of things that that guy said, but here we are. You know, I think, I th- and I think you bring up a really good point, um, which is there is so much fitness influencers out there or people giving advice that, that really aren't qualified. And, and I just want to be, you know, um, perfectly honest, uh, um, you know, these, these types of things, you know, you know, that, that we talk about, we either do it from our experiences. Um, uh, hang on a second, my, my door dash. You get your um, eggs delivered? Uh, you know, <laughs> my, my, my core life for, for lunch, uh, getting work. So I have like a 12 and then a one and then a two and then a three and then a four. Uh, so I have to eat right after I get done on the podcast and eating as I'm on another, another thing before I actually have to do my part. So you know how those days go, but, uh, yes, yeah, um, yeah. you know, but it's interesting because, you know, for, for, um, you know, for when I look at, uh, uh, information, it's either something that has worked for me is backed by science or somebody that I trust. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's the, the big issue that I run into is that, you know, I was just talking to somebody today, uh, Eric, uh, my CEO here at trusted Tech, and he went to the gym recently. He hadn't been in the gym for a while. And he goes in and, you know, there's tripods everywhere. There's people filming themselves. It's like a total shit show everywhere. You know, all these people like, you know, you know, showing them flexing, you know, uploading to TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, these people have literally no training whatsoever or no understanding of nutrition or anything else. And obviously genetics plays a big thing. There was a big post yesterday. It was, it was, I was laughing my ass off. It was this guy that was just absolutely ripped, like jacked. And, um, you know, I, I mean, just, you know, big dude, massive, not natural, no question. And, you know, he said, you know, something to the fact of like, you know, uh, all those fitness influencers out there that are saying you need to hit the gym, you know, at least three to five times a week are total bullshit. I only do it twice oh, a week. Oh, twice a week, guy. I saw that. Elon, yeah, this, Elon this is my body. <laughs> yeah. First of all, he had chicken legs. There was no, there was no muscles on his legs at all, which is whatever. That's fine. You know, like, like I, I could, you know, when people make fun of my calves, I'm like, bro, you know, like, don't even go there. It's genetics. But, but the guy had no quads either. And, I, and you know, and then he's got this, this massive shredded upper body. And he's like, I only go to the gym twice a week. And then the comments were freaking hilarious. There's like millions obviously of there's comments a big, on that. There's a big thing missing here of, of what else is helping, you know? But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that um, guy got absolutely roasted. Because I saw it like come up. The, the guy who shared it was he said about and not to mention not to mention uh, something about the use of anabolic steroids or something. And Elon commented under it. And then it was like literally oh, yeah. a million comments. <laughs> and listen, you know, again, whatever you want to do, totally fine for yourself, you know, but don't be like, hey, if you do, if you lift twice a week and, and you know, you, and, and he didn't even talk about like eating proper nutrition or stuff like that. It's just if you lift twice a week and you, uh, you know, you can look like this. And obviously he left out some very important uh, details. That's a trend. That's a trend, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I think if I think back to the guy that I'm, that I'm talking about and the advice that I gave him, like he was the biggest person in the gym. I was not, I was skinny and he was jacked. He was a WBFF pro or w, whatever it is, WBFF pro. So I was like, he definitely knows what he's talking about. But I would say after sort of number one, getting to know him, number two, seeing how he trained his clients, he sort of used that title as it sort of to build his career around it. And I don't necessarily always believe that those people have the best knowledge about how to do things for other people. Like, yes, does he understand what he needs to do for his body to take it to the levels that he does? Absolutely. Like, you know, he used to get into incredible shape. I'm not taking that away from him by any stretch of imagination, but 
sort of understand, or I guess if I think back to like how I do things, I try to meet people where they're at or the level that they're at. And like, if I started, you know, if I came on to our first call and I'm like, right, okay, like, you know, you want to lose a bit of weight, then build muscle. Okay. Right. I'm going, you need to eat, you know, 350 grams of raw sweet potato per meal. You just tell me to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a realistic thing to do. So sort of meeting people where they're at. And I think having a sort of sense of, okay, right. This person maybe knows what to do for themselves, but have they any sort of record of actually being able to do it for other people? I think this is important. One. What was the, the guy's name that you didn't like really well from Australia? He's a fitness trainer, kind of does like YouTube short stuff. Um, do you remember his name? Is it like James Wood maybe? Um, oh, James Smith. He's from the UK, but James yeah, he lives in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I'll look at a lot of his videos too. And, and he's got some, some good ones out there, but, I do like one of his the way that he frames something, which, you know, he was perfectly honest. And he said, listen, this is me when I was in the gym all the time. And this is when I was taking steroids. And this is what I look like. He's like, I felt like shit. I starved myself. And by the way, I took these pills that basically, I can't remember the name of the pills, uh, Clem, Clem Buterol, um, you know, and, and, you know, it caused me to lose all this weight and I was miserable and I was eating, you know, 1500 calories to look to shredded. And, you know, I was kind of destroying my body over time. And so, you know, you look at a lot of these, you know, fitness influencers, one, you know, probably they're in their low twenties, which, you know, fuck, I mean, I would give anything to go back to my low twenties and be able to do the same thing I'm doing now because the results would be completely different, you know, than being 40 years old. So, you know, first and foremost, you know, being, being 20 years old and being a fitness influencer, you should not be 20 years old. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, like, you know, uh, your, your age definitely has a, a big component there. Um, but the second piece of it is, is like, you know, a lot of these, you know, fitness influencers are living, you know, very, uh, you know, not necessarily unhealthy body fat percentages, but things that just aren't sustainable. And they don't look like that all year round. You know, they're, they go through very hardcore cutting phases to get into that type of position. Same thing that bodybuilders do and everybody else to get those really just crazy pop and abs and muscle definition in, in areas to really shed that body fat percentage. And I think it gives people a very unhealthy view of what's actually possible. And I would argue to say, like, listen, having a bit of fat on you is not a bad thing. You know, like that's, you know, that's natural. You know, our bodies are designed to store fat, having shredded abs and being a hundred percent, you know, perfect in every regard of what you look at. You know, that's not my goal um, in any way, shape or form. I like being lean. You know, I like being able to show muscle definition, but I don't want to get to a point to where like I'm starving my body and I feel like shit all the time. Cause like, what's the point in that? My whole point is to like live healthier, feel better about myself, have the energy for my kids. And I can tell you, when I, you hardcore cut, you have no energy whatsoever. <laughs> None. Zero. You don't want to do well, shit think, and you're angry, you're agitated, you hate life. It sucks. It does. It sucks. But I will uh, actually, uh, I listened to the, um, the Huberman and Andy Galton podcast where they were talking about built, like how he goes about structuring a training block, which I actually really enjoyed the podcast. So you can tell your yeah. friends, Andy and Andy, <laughs> that I enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. My, my good, my good friends. Yeah. My good friends, Andy and Andy. Um, but the one thing that he did say, because they were talking about the whole like cutting and bulking thing, and I think it would be no by now, like I don't necessarily uh, love the phrasing of bulking. And I think it's just yeah. the sort of yeah. n- the, the natural thought process that follows it. It's like cheeseburgers and pizzas for that. Um, and what they were sort of saying is like general population, people who are just trying to build a little, muscle, little bit of muscle or build a bit of muscle they don't need to push those like massive amount of calories to push that you know, way too much body fat tissue to then have to strip it back off. And I actually saw a post yesterday, the Calamel coach posted with one of his clients and he said he's like five and a half weeks out or five and a half weeks left of his quote unquote bulk phase. Um, but they're not, they could probably put on another 10 pounds in that time, obviously assisted, but that would be the first 10 pounds to get up, put up, to come off. So sort of having an understand of like, is it actually worth it to do those things to like, am I going to go up and wait to just then come all the way back down and wait again? So sort of being able to run a little bit closer on both sides of maintenance, whether it's, you know, even if it's up to like a thousand calories or more over your maintenance, like you don't need to double, triple it. Um, and then the same on the way down, like you don't need to go super under in terms of your calories as well and being able to balance it out. The James Smith thing, I will say that, he has he is very opinionated in his posts um and i would say he does it for the attention like to build his following which is absolutely worked for him like he has an incredible following he's slightly different in like interviews and podcasts like he's he's a he's a totally different person in fact 
And so I would say that a lot of that stuff that he puts out is just to grab people's attention because it like sits on the fence. So if he's being a dick about something, yeah. then somebody's going to send it to someone else and whatever else. So he's just playing the algorithm probably. Um, he is very transparent about all things, but the thing that I don't necessarily like about what he says about sort of his physique, he almost like gives himself a pass for not trying to get lean. And I'm yeah. not ever saying that, you know, coaches or fitness people or whatever he wants to call himself need to be, you know, shredded all the time or massive all the time or whatever. But I definitely do think there needs to be some level of having walk the walk at some point. So you have an understanding of whatever your clients are going through or putting them through or whatever else. And, you know, maybe yeah. it is that he just trains people who just want to be the same sort of suit to him. And that's absolutely fine. But I do think there's a part of me that just doesn't like that. He gives himself that pass as like, well, this is normal and I'm okay with it. I'm like, that's cool. And that's yeah. fine, but you're normalizing it for other people who potentially do want to meal prep or potentially do want to have a six pack for 50% yeah. of the year or whatever it is. You know, and I, I think those generalizations on certain things, like, you know, you get the stupid stuff around like sumo versus conventional. Well, you know, like, I laugh when we I, talk I, about that because every Jeff Nippard video where he has the yeah. Chris Bumstead cut a cardboard yeah. cutter in the background <laughs> and he's calling him a bitch for doing sumo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it, I, 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 you're on the side of what works best for you works best for you. And you won't know that until you, you try them all. And I've done a lot of conventional deadlifts. I've done heavy conventional deadlifts. I, you know, um, you know, I've done, you know, sumo deadlifts. I've done trap bar deadlifts. I've done RDLs. I've done rack pull, you know, like we've done every variation you could possibly imagine of those. And it's just sumo works best for me, my height, you know, and everything else that goes along with it and my, my, you know, lower left back issues. But like, when you start getting into like certain things like that, you know, you're, you're basically saying it has to be my way and there is no other variation. And that's what I, I really dislike about the, the, the fitness community is that you have a lot of people that aren't flexible in their methodologies around, you know, what they're talking about. Um, and, and it's like, it has to be empirically this or that you have to do it this way, or, you know, based on me and how I feel it needs to be done this way. And, you know, it's funny because uh, there's a, uh, one of the guys that uh, went on Huberman's podcast, uh, uh, I'll, I'll find his name before before we 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 get off. But uh, he was on the podcast, and you know he he had a great podcast and, and talked you know a lot about muscle hypertrophy and, and everything else that was going on and uh, solid solid interview. Um, and you know it's funny because like you'll see him just rage out on people that are talking about things that are how they feel, don't have any experience in whatsoever you know, or don't have the backings of, of what the actual science says. And like, I think one of his comments back to somebody that was like, like challenging him on something was like, you know, basically F your feelings. It's completely irrelevant. This is what the science says. So shut up, you know, like, you know, and it's like, like literally like, it, it, and, you know, we've heard that term, like the science says this and, you know, I mean, I know understand some folks are you know skeptical and whatnot, whatever, but like some of these are like, like literally how our bodies work and we have some great data on it and it's been proven over, you know, thousands of years of evolution and, you know, scientific studies and research. So like, you know, it was like one of those things where you're like, okay, like, you know, how you feel means it, 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 that's your feelings. That's fine. But it has nothing in context to what I said. And and so, you know, it makes, you know, it's just, I think a lot of fitness influencers, you know, say it has to be done this way, or this is the way you have to do it because it's worked for me. And the way that it works that's for the, you, that's the, the problem else, right? with, right. with information on the internet. Like I, you know, I, for a long time, I just thought everybody in the internet was a dick. And maybe that's not the best way to put it, but I it's think Dr. Dr. Uh, Lane Norton, by the way, Dr. Lane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he is very he is hilarious to follow. Yeah, 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 he is yeah. hilarious to follow. He just doesn't take any shit. Um, but yeah, no, I think the 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 sort of misinformation online is just people who have had success with something that then you know it's almost like cult like that. This is the way that you have to do it, and come yeah. and join my cult because this is the way it have to be. And I don't necessarily think that that well, I. I don't think that that's the way to do it. But again, maybe that's me going against all of that. But I think for me, what I try and do is, like I said, meet people where they're at and have an understanding of sort of what they've been through and what the struggles are and find out what works for them. And I think, again, you know, the fitness industry is a strange place, truth be told. But um, I think everybody's trying to sort of make their own mark and everybody's trying to be like, not everybody, but the majority of people who are trying to do these extreme things are trying to like, well, no. Yeah this is the way that I do it with my clients and this is the way to do it. And that's it. Whereas the stuff like the, the science hasn't really changed on like how your body works or, you know, how to lose fat or how to gain muscle. Like that's pretty much stayed consistent as far as I know. 
Um, yeah. And I don't necessarily think that it needs to be rewritten. I would rather just do the basic stuff and be consistent with it and do it that way than sort of trying to reinvent things. And I think that oftentimes people want the big secret or what the new latest sexy thing is online and whatever else. And it's like that necessarily isn't that, you know, if you're happy enough just to do boring stuff consistently and tick the boxes, like that's probably the best way to that's succeed. Literally, yeah. That's literally what's going to make yeah, it yeah. successful. What I need to do, yeah. go for a walk, lift weights. Eat it was, like, it's it was interesting. <laughs> we were, we were, um, you know, I, I'm part of a group called Vistage, which is a bunch of CEOs that get together once a month and peers in our industry. And we talk about business and struggles that we have or, you know, experiences they may have, you know, that, that, that maybe I don't or whatever. And it's just been great for me because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I have no, the, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. You know, like I, I'm learning as I go along. Right. I know now, granted I'm doing well because I got two successful businesses and multiple other ones. Right. And so things are going good, but like at the end of the but day, still, like it's just, still have it's no just, idea what it's just YOLO. It's just, it's hundred percent YOLO, right? YOLO live once. Right. And, um, and so, you know, but you know, to everybody out there, you know, when I started a business, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I, I had no clue. I didn't know how to start an LLC or why I should go an LLC versus a C Corp, what my SLAs needed to look like. I just knew that I was really good at hacking stuff. And I knew that if I was really good at hacking stuff and I could talk about hacking stuff, I could probably sell hacking stuff. Right. And so like, you know, that turned into trusted second binary defense. Right. And you know, it's, it's, but the same concept can be applied to, to health and fitness too, which is, Hey, I'm interested in being healthy. Sounds good to me. I think it could be healthy. So now what do I need to do to do it? And it's starting off small and, you know, a company like trusted sec doesn't grow overnight. Now, now if I, if, if Dave, from, you know, 11 years in the future was to talk to Dave 11 years back in the past. He'd be like, Oh my God, you know, everything about business. I'd be like, dude, like I just figured it out as you go along. Like, yeah, yeah. I know what LSE is. Yeah. You just go to this site here, you go do this. And here's how you show your metrics and consulting. And, you know, at the same time, I can still hack, but I can also run a business. So, you know, um, you know, our experiences, I think, uh, really forge us. And I think the, the biggest issue, you know, in the health and fitness industry is that there's just so many people saying that that it has to be done this way or that the way that you're doing it is wrong. It's it, it it's what works best for you and it's what works best. You know, Zach Strength is another good example. You know, Zach Strength on 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 social media, if you haven't followed him, he's a great guy. He's hilarious to follow. The dude just eats eggs and and uh uh butter. steak all day long and butter. Eggs, steak and butter. That's the only eat, he, eats. he probably eats it eight eggs a day. Oh my God, way more than eight eggs. No, he eats like he eats like 30 <laughs> eggs a day. And that's that's all he eats. He does more like the, the ketogenic you know type of stuff is and and you know what? He's shredded. He's big. He's got energy. He lifts all the time. He's consistent, and that works for him. Yeah. You know, and so you know, who's to say that that's wrong? And so he gets you know a ton of shit online for people like some guy. Uh, the last one that, that totally like I left my ass off. And, and what I like about Zach is like I'm, I I don't have enough time for that. Like I'm like I got kids. I don't need to deal with other kids online. So I just block people or mute them. Like I just don't pay attention because I'm like just if you're gonna be negative, just just go go away. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Like you're just you're just an angry person in life. It could give me two shits less. You're not gonna ruin my day, but. Zach, you know, like, like feeds them and, and, and goes after him and goes back and forth, which is freaking hilarious. And the last one that I thought was really good was, you know, I bet this dude couldn't even deadlift 500, 500 pounds. And, and then there, there, then there's a video of Zach, like an hour later doing, you know, 505 pounds, you know, for like eight reps. And he's like, Hey, let's see, let's see your photo. And the guy went dead silent, right? He never responded back, you know, just whatever, you know, but you know, people just have this, this perception that the way that I do this is the right way. And I need to tell you that you're doing it the wrong way. When in fact, most of this stuff is building on foundation, learning and finding out what works for you. Like a good example, um, tricep extensions, right? Uh, there's 70 different people that tell you 70 different ways to do tricep extensions with a rope, right? So, you know, Ben will tell you, you use two ropes. I prefer two ropes because I'm taller. It lets me get a better, better find. But you know, all the people doing one rope will tell you to bend over and kind of hunch back and, and go sideways like this. Other people will say, stay more consistent up here and whatever. At the end of the day, if you start to get that mind muscle connection, and as you start to get better with consistency, you're going to figure out what works best for you. So it's not to say that the ways that you're doing things are right or wrong. It's that it, it may be modified slightly for your height, your weight, your progress, your advancements, uh, you know, muscle connect, my muscle connection, all of those things make a big difference. And the same thing on nutrition, you know, you may like avocados. I may hate avocados. Do you, enjoy you may avocados? like, right. And I don't, but it doesn't mean that because you love avocados, <laughs> And I don't, that I'm going to be unhealthy and I'm going to be overweight because I don't eat avocados. Right. And so people will be like, no, if you don't eat avocados, you're, you're, you're never going to be strong. <laughs> well, what the, what the, 
doesn't have anything to do with it. I can get my macronutrients from other places. Avocados doesn't mean I'm going to suck ass at everything I do in life. You know, like, so, you know, some moderation around this, I think is important. And, you know, that's, the, that's you know, the biggest problem, the fitness right. industry is not moderated and it's just a fucking right. free for all the whole thing. And I actually think that in one, it maybe was, uh, Dr. Leon Norton and he said, cause they're talking about like who to, who to take advice from or who to listen to because it's such a shit show. And I think he pretty much, it, what he said was, if someone's given you a definite, don't listen to them. Because that was, that was a great comment because yeah. he said like, dude, you know, um, he's like, when I don't know something, I don't like pretend I know it. I just say, yeah. I don't know that. Or, yeah. or, Hey, I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar with that study or I'm not yeah. familiar with this. Like yeah. know what you know, know what you don't know. Right. That's important. Yeah. If you're giving somebody some shit advice, especially with their, their whole health, life up, especially with that. Yeah. And that's even- what, that's what concerns me with, with a lot of these personal trainers online. And, you know, while, you know, while I love you, Ben, you know, like it was really Russian roulette with you. You know, it really, we, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but what, what happens if you were a total shit coach? You didn't care about anybody. All you cared about was the money and, you know, you weren't experienced and you're just, you know, you're feeding me a bunch of, of calories. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, a bunch of calories. Cool. I'm getting, I'm getting you know, heavier, but you're like, oh, everything's good. You're doing great. Look at those progress photos. Oh my God. You're feeding me a bunch of bullshit. And then I completely <laughs> fail at everything that I'm doing and I'm two years, you know, set back and I'm like, I'm worse off than I was when I started, but that's, that's this industry, right? You gotta be really careful about people you listen to, who you use as trainers, the information you get them from, like all that stuff is so important for your success. And, you know, I think surrounding yourself with a community of people that have success also helps. Obviously the hacking your health through is the best, but, uh, you know, but, but it's uh, funny because it's, like, it's, I, don't, it's I don't really, I don't really follow many like other coaches or PTs, like the people that I speak to are Matt, who essentially is a mentor at the minute. And then, um, and help me. And Matt was actually saying something the other day, someone was giving him a hard time about something he said on a podcast. And he was like, how the fuck did these people have the time to give a shit about what I'm doing? Like you should, you should be so busy running your own race that you've no idea what anybody else is doing. And the reason that I mentioned help me is because you know, that it depends thing that if anybody ever asked me a question, the answer is always, it depends and I'll follow with something else. But whenever we were training yesterday, I was like, look, I've got to do these setup videos for clients. Cause they've asked like, you know, how to set up the Smith machine, how to set up the bench, how to set up, you know, get into dumbbell press and whatever else. So I gave him this big list and he's like, read through it, read through it. There's maybe like 20 things on the list. And he was like, right. Okay. But who for, <laughs> I was like, I forgot that like, there's no, especially with Helmy, like there's no, like, we can't just do it generically because it's like, well, you know, how long are their arms in comparison to this? And like, what way I'm like, it's going to be a long day of, of filming tomorrow. But that essentially is why he is such a good coach because he takes all of those things into consideration. So, you know, that it depends on being so specific to the person. And I mean, if you think about the title of the job at its like basic form, it's personal trainer, like the, the personal bit is the first bit of it. And I think if you're not having that, I, I realize that this is totally a total tangent on the podcast, but if you're not, getting that personal bit, then I think that that's probably a problem in itself. Yeah. And I think, you know, to wrap up and kind of summarize what we're talking about here, right. Is, you know, listen, don't eat eight eggs for breakfast. You don't need to eat eight eggs, but if you want to eat eight eggs and that fits in with your caloric, you know, uh, uh, macro counts of what you're trying we're to accomplish. Okay with that too. We're okay with that. You know, like, but it's not to say that one size fits all one box goes in any, just because I don't eat eight eggs doesn't mean you can't eat eight eggs or avocados or whatever. You know, when it comes down to it, understanding what you're putting into your body, the food content, the, the, you know, the, the, um, the quality of the food is extremely important. Um, you know, the, the types of foods you eat is extremely important. When you eat food is extremely important. Um, having the basics around nutrition, having the consistency around your weight pro, uh, weight program, what works, you know, everybody's like, Oh my God, I want a gym like yours. You know, I'll never be as big as you because I don't have that gym. No, no, no. Like, like I could be exactly the same size as I am today with just dumbbells, you know, in some way, you know, some free weights, right. You know, a bench and a bar and some other things is going to be suffi- sufficient enough. It's so I don't get bored as hell, you know, lifting in there and I can just keep rotating stuff. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's not to say that the equipment that I ordered is the best equipment to go and get. It's that, you know, it, it's what works best for us or, you know, who we are. So, you know, anything you can take away from this is that you're going to get fed some bullshit that you believe sometimes. And, you know, you just got to be able to course correct when that is bullshit and be able to, you know, figure out why that didn't work or is it total bullshit in the first place? Or if it didn't work for that person, if it didn't work for you and it worked for that person, well, move to something different that's going to, going to have, that's going to work for you in your plan and your, your routine. 
it all comes down to, you know, uh, having a goal for yourself, uh, being consistent with it so you can get to that goal and making changes to course correct. It's the same thing I did with trusted tech and binary defense. You know, when I started trusted tech, I never thought I'd have 150 people. You know, I never thought I'd be, you know, a, a national, you know, a global company and have a headquarters and, you know, all this other stuff. I was, I was in the basement of my house with twins upstairs yelling and screaming bloody murder. Right. You know, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, as time progresses, your vision of something may mature or grow even larger than you ever anticipated. I never thought I'd be in this position from a health perspective. I never thought it was possible for a 40 year old to be, you know, where I'm at and being in the best shape of my life, but it is, and it continues to change every day what my objectives are. So it's building on that, building on your foundation, building on a good foundation, and then measuring the successes with what you're doing because it's consistent. Agree. Agree. If anybody, well, for anybody who's listened this far, let us know, tweet us if you're team avocado or team no avocado, because we have been very strongly about this. As always, thanks for listening. Find us at WeHack Health on all social media platforms. Share us with your friends. Hashtag WeHack Health. See you in the Discord. Catch you next week. See y'all next week.